love the Father hath upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we the sons of God, and doth it appear what we shall be. But we know that when he, Christ, not them, he shall appear, he, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purified himself as he is pure. Alright, let's go on down to verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive that what righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the what? Don't follow those people celebrating out there tonight. They're wrong. For the devil sinneth from the beginning, not one time, many times. For this purpose of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed, the word, remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. Let's do one more time now. In this the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. So there is a thing called the children of God and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not is brother. For he, for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not because his own works were evil and his brothers righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have been passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abide in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Somebody should tell the terrorist that. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he, God, laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Notice here. Verse 18, my little children, let's not love in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. Alright? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. I'm glad I'm a child of God because of Your words. Declare that. Confusion is in our world, but there's no confusion in the church. We know we're of God. And the world knoweth us not because they knew him not and still don't know him. And so the world don't know us. But you know us and we know you. And beside you there is no other God. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who laid on his life for us. And he is our God forever shall be in Jesus' name. I say amen. I want to teach tonight on survival kits against bullying of our children. I want all you kids don't go to sleep tonight on me. Kids, you're not going to go to sleep tonight on me. You're still awake. And I will not give you any coffee to stay awake. 
You're going to stay awake. You've got to train to stay awake. Hello? All right, you're going to stay awake. Be seated. I want to talk to you about a biblical concept here. Cain bullied his brother Abel and killed him. That's what they were talking in the field when he slew his brother. Obviously, he couldn't win the argument. So when you can't win the argument, you resort to your fist or to violence. And that's what he did. And that violence that he resorted to, he got into trouble. Are you with me? When he got into trouble, he decided to take the life of his brother. Now all you kids need to listen to me. Because you're going to need this and know what to do. And I'm giving you tonight the keys to your survival in the world. Because this is perilous times. And the devil sit at the mouth of the womb to destroy the child when he was born. It's not the first time he wants to destroy children. In the days of Moses, he tried and he killed a whole lot. Herod killed a number of babies, number of babies. From two years old up, he destroyed them. And the devil will do anything to destroy any person who's called a child of the Lord. Regardless of your age and your size or your race, or your, you know, they want to destroy you if you are a child of the Lord. Now I'm going to show you something here in the chart. And I'm going to take you in a lot of settings here. I want you guys to pay attention to me because your weapon, get my, my pointer from in my room there, your weapon is not carnal. We as parents cannot teach violence to our children. They go to jail because they commit a crime against humanity, and they go to hell because they sin against God, and they will not come out of hell and go to lake of fire. So you cannot teach your children violence. The answer to bullying is not karate. It's not gung fu. It's not any of those eastern, high-kicking, foot-stomping, etc. And you notice when you practice those things, who they are pointing it towards. When you give a kid a gun and he, and he points it, he's not pointing at an animal, he's pointing at another person. When you give a child training in high-kicking and so on, he's trying to kick another person. He's trying to kick or thump another person. And if he does it, he may commit murder. He may intend it, but he commit murder. So that's what's going to happen eventually. Because one day, if the devil gets a hold of you and me, he'll make us do things we don't want to do. Because we've been trained. And one thing about training, before you go to war, you always train to shoot. And they train you to shoot at images of man. Never at a cow or a bird. You're trained. You're being trained to kill somebody. You're being trained to kick somebody. You're being trained to thump somebody. You're being trained to throw someone. And eventually, you will use it. There's no question about it. You will. <coughs> and it may get you into crime. But God has a plan. Now, Second Kings chapter two, 
and verse 23. If you read there, you'll see that some kids one day, obviously they were not drawn to the Lord, they rose up against a man called Elisha, and they were mocking the catching away of Elijah. I suppose he was bald-headed like me, or partially bald. And 50 kids began to antagonize and intimidate him. They're mocking the man of God, who's a child of God. Go up, bald-head, go up! I mean, son of a chorus. Now, I don't think those kids are original. I think those kids got it from their parents. Because kids are just playback of what they were exposed to. That's what they are. They're CD. They play, they play back. Maybe some scratches on their CD, but they play back whatever you show them. All right? So these kids began to curse the man of God. Now, he didn't throw stones back at them. He didn't take a knife and threw it at them or a sword. He just turned to them and in the name of the Lord said, Look, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And God stood with them. Here's the beauty. Nobody can arrest God. They can't charge him for the death of those kids. Because he never touched one. He simply turned to them and said, In the name of the Lord. And God defended him against some bullying, antagonizing, tyrannous kids. Who was terrorizing the man of God. And they all died. A bear rose up sea bear and slew them. What a slaughter that day. And the bear did not eat even one of them. So there are other weapons that God can use to defend his people. Beside you committing a crime. Because if you match what they do, you're worse than they are. And I, a little picture I draw here. The face of a bully. Here's a bully. And all you kids, I want you to listen to me tonight. Kids, I want your undivided attention. Don't come crying next week. You listen to me this today. You pay attention. Here's a bully right here. This is a face. It could be a face of a child. It could be the face of a teacher. It could be a face of a man. Sometimes it could be a face in your own family. A bully. And you might become the victim. The word bull and in mean bull charging at you. There's a reason why they come at you. And I think Cain was a bully. He bullied his little brother, Abel. And God does not want that once to be named among his children or his people. Anybody in this church who's bullying another person, you're acting in the way of Cain. And you may not kill them with weaponry, but you can kill them in your heart. Any kind of hate is murder in the eyes of God. Now, you see, I'm going to give you the experiences of bullying that was before your time, my time. Hagar was bullying Sarah because she felt she was superior. She had kids, and one couldn't have kids, so she, she bullied her. And she despised her. And you know the story what happened. In 1 Samuel 1 6, Peniah bullied Anna and she provoked her with provocation. Esther chapter 3 and verse 6, 
Haman, a Syrian, did not like this Jew, Mordecai. He scorned him. He wanted him to know it too. Not secretly, but openly. He was giving a bad look. 10 Kings 18, 13 to 37. Tartan, a Babylonian from Iraq, tried to ridicule Ezekiah. Again, in every case, it was intimidation. If you look at those scriptures, that's what bullying means. And we see Ezra 4 and verse 4 to 5. Babylon, with Tanbas and Tobias, had men and women that rose up and terrorized Ezra, trying to do the right thing. And they intimidate him and frustrate him. In fact, the Bible used the word frustrate him. Nehemiah 4 and verse 1 to 4, Sanballas was a thorn in the flesh of Nehemiah. Now, none of these men use weapon of flesh to defend themselves. But they were constantly being bombarded like rain on a tin top roof. Drip, 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 drip. The annoying noise of the abuser. Teasing and make fun of. Make fun of face at you. Not everybody can endure that. Or can only endure so much. And then we're going to break you down. Mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically. This is a world this is a world problem. Not only at school, but it's happening around the world. It's a big concern. And so Nehemiah was teased extremely. We see Nehemiah six, one to four, Sandals again had mischievous activity to demoralize him, to pull him down, reduce him down to nothing, emotionally, to depression. To make him fret. Now, adults respond differently to bullying. Kids usually lose sleep over it. Kids lose their appetite over it. Kids don't want to go back to school over it. Kids have nervous breakdown. Kids go into depression. Kids go into withdrawal, shyness, timidity. They lose their control of their balance and put us to the feel inferior and they cry their heads off and there's nothing they can do about it because they don't know how to handle it. Well, Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 35 to 40, talk about saints before my time who were bullied and mocked and jeered and scorned. So you're not the first one being bullied, whether at school or in the workplace, or wherever you are bullied, or by whom. You're not the first one. But you can learn what they did in the Bible and do it the right way, or you can learn in the world how to do it by gung fu and karate, or by a shotgun and get charged Knowing therefore that they which are of faith, save all the children of Abraham's faith. Alright? As in Second Kings two and verse twenty to twenty three, Elisha was mocked, he just simply resorted to God. You look to God for the response. Now, kids, you are like that picture. Look at that picture. That's exactly how you behave when some boy or girl bullied you at school. That's how they see you. They see them 
pulling you up like this and dragging you up there by the collar. And sometimes they physically do that. And sometimes they just threaten you. And because you may not be from a violent family or a violent past, that scare the wit out of you. And you can't run because there are a bunch of them, a gang of them. You're just a little one in the middle of the crowd. And they form a circle around you. And the Caribbean wish to do it this way. There's my button. Touch my button if you can. You touch my button, and I'll hit you. And that's how they'll do it. And they'll jeer you to touch your button. You better follow through because they're going to wipe you after that. Or if you won't fight, we're going to come from behind and they'll push you to make, make contact. And once contact is made, fists start flying. People start kicking. Sometimes knives and pens and pencils are brought into the frame. People get hurt and blood is spilled. It becomes a crime. It becomes that. Our son says, if you talk about my mother, I'm going to smack you. And that's a bad thing about your mom. If you want to fight, even the coward will fight when you mention the mom word. Bang, 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 sir, fight. Now, your poor mom doesn't know you're fighting for her. You're going to lose the battle anyhow when you're fighting for your mom. You're fighting for your dad because you feel that you should. Now, kids, I'm talking to you because God wants me to talk to you. So you listen to me. When I speak to you, it's like God talking to you. You hear the word of the Lord. God knows what goes on in your school. What goes on in your life. Thinking. If you let God in to fight for you, you fight for yourself, you're going to lose. Get depressed. You end up on the third floor in the hospital. But God wants to give you victory. God wants to defend you and stand with you. If you know your God, Elisha knew his God and turned to him, and God defended him. Now, look at this big old bully invading your space, invading your, your rights, messing up your name, describing you in terms that are not nice, and threatening to punch your face up. And grab you by the collar, pull you right up. Sometimes your kids don't tell your parents what goes on. We go through it every day. And pretty soon you start sleeping in. And the morning you don't want to go to school. Yes, you don't want to go to school. God sees that. And you won't tell the truth why you don't want to go to school. But something is wrong. You want to go on the school bus? Can we go on there? <laughs> you know, like those bunches making games at you and sneaking at you. And so they drag you into competing, conflicting behavior, condemning you, or controlling you, uh, or call you a complainer, or contend with you or endless contrary to norm and the whole idea is to have you scared to death as if you've seen a ghost they want you to become timid frightened and fearful and pretty soon you hate yourself and you're a side note sometimes kids 
kill themselves rather than face their peers tomorrow. They'd rather die than face the bully tomorrow. Well, with God and the kids, you don't have to die. You don't have to be timid or frightened or fearful because you've got defense that you need to learn about and use it. Now, when I go to school, when I go to school, I was the biggest boy in my family. Now, I used to lie about my big brother coming to defend me. There was no big brother to come. That was wishful thinking. <laughs> I had no big brother, but I used to envy those who had a brother at school who could fight for them. But you don't always have a support in the crowd or both defend you. So you're on your own. But you can still stand flat-footed and like David face your Goliath. You can't face that giant because it's not your size that determines the outcome of the fight. It's the character in you that's going to determine who wins the battle. Goliath was bigger in size but not in character on the inside. And David knew that. And David didn't say, well, I feel like a grasshopper, and he's just a giant, like Israel said. No. David said, this guy doesn't have God on his side like I am. And therefore, he's good as down. And he brought him down. Now, how many times at school did this happen to you? Think about it. Think right about those who does this to you. Think about a name. If I call that name from your school, it brings fear and cold sweat on you. You get nervous. Think about it. Now, say to God, you cannot isolate your kids from all the perils. But we can sure insulate them. And that's what this study is about tonight. Because God made a little green apples from now to age 18... You have to deal with it. And when you pass 18, you have to deal with it in the workplace. And when you get married and so you have to still deal with it. Until the day you die, you have to face it and face the problem. Now, look at me. I'm going to tell you, whatever happened at school, started, not school, it started in the home. Whatever was in the home went into the school. Whatever went into school went into the playground. What is in the playground also eventually up in the workplace. And the workplace in a into relationship. Marital relationship. And if you know us, kids, listen to me. Your world is no different from my world. You're smaller right now, but your world is the same as my world. And you have to deal with those peers, those, those girls and boys in your class. When you get older, they'll still be around. And if they don't change, they'll still bring that same intimidating behavior towards you. And they'll still try to bully you, and you have to learn how to deal with it. And now is the time. I'm giving you weapons of God to deal with the sin of man. That you could do it in a way that you don't commit a crime and you don't hurt anybody, and yet, instead of having a bully, you have a buddy. Do you understand? Your goal is to make that bully buddy. Now, you 
and me cannot change that bully. So the thing we cannot change, we, we leave alone. But the thing we can't change is how we respond to teasing. How I respond to bullying. That you can't change. And you have no excuse for that. You can change. Now, in bullying, it happened in school, in the workplace, in the playground, and it will happen in the workplace. You'll be bullied by peers or, or their parents. You're being bullied by the environment where they are, where you have to exist. You have to go to school. You have to go shopping. People are out there. Or you're bullied and being teased. I want you to understand the basics that are happening here. Let's look at the life of the bully. The bully is the person. Right now, the person. The sources that you're dealing with could be your peers or the person of that bully, the parents. I'm going to tell you one of these, what I call a predisposition. You're all in the same school, but you don't all have the same background. You don't all have the same kind of parents and the same kind of care and the same kind of love and the same kind of embrace. And you only could play out what was put into you. If you're from a violent home, you'll be a violent at school. If you're from a loving home, you'll be loving at school. If you're happy at home, you'll be happy at school. And so when all those environment mix, well, we're going to teach you how to adjust to what you're dealing with. We can't predict what's going to happen, only you know. That's your world. Well, you can deal with your world. Listen to me. Some kids from the womb, the problem started there, and they got FAS, fetal alcohol syndrome, appears alcoholic, or fetal alcohol effects, and that affect their thinking, their brain. And they, they come from a situation that is still affecting them, and they go to school, and they affect normal kids. Not every kid at school are normal. They may look normal, but they're not normal. When they start acting out, it's not normal to take a pen and stab another kid. No, it's not normal. All right? Some comes from homes that are chaotic. No order. Some come from homes and families that are dysfunctional. They're not close. They're far apart. And they're wild boisterous. And then some come from parents that are what? Always absent. Maybe one parent, no parent. Or they're not sure who's going to be gone next time. Some have a bird order problem. Sibling rivalry. Brothers and sisters are fighting for attention. If they can't get it home, they'll get it somewhere else constructively or destructively. They will get it. They want it. Neglect. Some are neglected. Come to school, hungry. Not dressed properly. Their hair is not cut. Their nails are dirty. They smell like yesterday. You know 
their parents had no involvement in coming to school. And yet you go to school all dressed up as an achiever, and they don't like that. They're jealous of you. They are jealous of you coming care about you. And what they do, they're going to make sure that you don't be happy because they're not happy. We call that predisposition. They come there to cause havoc. They come to school because they have to. Now, I've not got teachers here. And teachers, you can think what I'm saying here. You see kids all the time. But they come and they got a psychological problem. They're mental. You have to deal with them. That's the sources of their bullying. One or all of those. That, those sources, when they grew up from, because of their birth situation, alright, they have thoughts that are not necessarily proper. They've got distorted thinking. Distorted ideas. Ideas that they want to kill a lot of people. Ideas like that race shouldn't exist. Or ideas that help them commit mass murder eventually. So, if they come from a family of violence, or rivalry of siblings, they learn to fight for everything they get at home, and they'll fight for it at school. Never learn to say thanks. Never learn to show appreciation. Have no sense of sensitivity about the feeling of another person. They're just numb. You have to deal with that. You have to live with that. And you kids have to learn right now that life is filled with adjustments. Everybody out there is not a dove. Some of them are hawks. And they'll hawk you. In this case, they're bullying you. Some comes from a place with as much evil association. And they see how they get things done. They see conflict or settle with a fist, with a knife, a beer bottle. Conflicts are settled by bruising and hurting each other. Thumping are those video cyber games, you know. You know cyber games? Well, they can text you insults or send you derogatory pictures that are demeaning. Or take your picture head and put it in something weird. So that's you. Unfortunate thing is, you tend to believe it, even though they're lying to you. Now, so when they have these disposition or this background in their lives, which you don't have, you're blessed by the Lord. Well, that's their problem, and they're living out their problem. Now, and so they lived out their failures in their home. They bring her to the daycare center. They don't know how to share. They don't know how to cooperate. They don't respect authority. And they can't submit to discipline. And have no respect for authority. So they bring it to the playground. Give that to me or else I punch you. Give me your lunch. Steal this or otherwise I won't be your friend. Hey, you coward. You rat. And in school, they bully you. You need to commit crime. And they go to extended family sometimes. 
They see things that are not done in their homes, and they bring it, bring it home. They see video games. And so, bully <laughs> is against you that are from a balanced, good home. In fact, I want all your kids to come sit up front. All your kids come right now, come sit up front. And one of you, now, sit up front. I'm bullying you too. Sit up front. Up over this side. Over this side, I can see you. All your kids. I'm talking to you direct. All right? They bully you because you are from a better family than they have. You dress better than they dress. Your parents and your home show more environmental care. And so you're not aggressive or antagonistic. You are passive. You're loving. You're caring. Because Jesus taught you from Sunday school, it's not eye for eye and tooth for tooth. He told you to forgive. Now, those boys and girls don't know what forgiveness means. All they know is a gunfight at OK Corral. Shootout in Las Vegas. Pow! 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 High kicking. You know, strotting. That's all they know. Gun fooling. Chopping. What are they chopping? Another person. Not thinking that's another person's kid. You're, 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 you're hurting. A kid that's loved by the parent. You heard somebody's kid who is loved and cared for. All right? And so, these people here, they're bullies, they usually envy your family values. They envy the fact you love yourself. And they envy that your culture is godly. I know a girl one time, her parents abandoned her, and she saw this girl in church who was doing pretty good, nice long hair. And because her parents were not like this other girl parents, she convinced her her mom didn't like her. Took her for a walk, cut her hair right off, dropped it on the ground like nothing, and walked away. Hitchhike, got her drunk for the first time. When the girl realized what she was doing, she was in the wrong crowd. She was being bullied into believing something was a lie. Some bullying is not necessarily aggressive, it can be very passive. Very systemic. Very subtle. All right? Family closeness you have, they don't have. You are cohesive with your family. You're close to your family. Your family connection. Your social upbringing. Your dress code is right. Your family is a peaceful structure. And they hate that. When you go home, you see your mommy and daddy. They don't see theirs. When, when you go home, your meals are provided. There's a home for you. There's a bed, there's a shelter. They don't have that. What they're going to see are bottles of a bunch of guys drinking and smoking marijuana and pot and doing drugs. They hate you for that. That's why people steal. They steal because they want what you have. They don't won't work for it. And then they, they convince you that you're not important, but really in their heart they wish they could be like you. We say it this way. 
in the Caribbean, we say it this way. When the fox cannot get the grapes, he criticizes it. Ah, they're sorry in the way. Simply because he cannot reach it. You see, a bully is like a crocodile. A crocodile before it eats you, he cries. Tears. Those tears are not real tears. It means I'm about to devour you. When a cheetah or, or a tiger sees you, he shows his teeth. He's not smiling with you. He's saying in the next second you'll be dead. Hello. You see, that's how Joab killed Abner. He befriended him, but he hates him. He was jealous of him. And he hugged him. And he fell for it. And while he hugged him, he took his knife from behind his bank and stabbed him. In New York, this happened, kids. New York. They sent this kid to school. He's selling drugs all the time. Parents don't know he's doing it. Bring all, all these beautiful things. Radio, computer, and all that stuff in, in his family. And the parents didn't ask him, how do you afford that? Where you got from? I didn't buy it for you. I didn't give that to you. How did you get it? Where this came from? The parents just received him with all these fancy toys and expensive tools. Daddy couldn't afford it. Mom couldn't afford it. Where's it coming from? It's drugs and money. They call him into selling drugs. And the day he wants to change, they will not let him change. The mistake he made was he told his friends that his friends were moving to Florida to get away from that influence because they bullied him into being a part of the game. So they did. They sent him to school. He did not go to school. They picked him up, took him to a house. And shot him right in the head. One bullet. On his forehead. Killed him. And when they investigated, they said it was an accident. Was it? Was it really? Or one sin, no way out. Let me show you about the people who bully you. You don't notice how I try to help you to understand. Okay, you think because the guy's a bully and he's strong and make others bleed blood. You may think he's a champion. No, he's a wimp. She's a wimp. She's evil. He's evil. That's not children of the Lord. That's of the devil. Wicked. They were born in violence and they lived it in the school places. How come he knows to chop you? How come little kids are doing adult crime. Where did you learn that from? Did you learn that? Is that what your mom and dad taught you? Well, when you have a conscience, you do something wrong, and your heart stumbles, you should have done that. Do you think they feel that? They'll smite you again? And again? And again? Because they don't feel the same conviction you have. Because they're insensitive. I understand that. Who are you dealing with? Now, all right, so they're brought up with rejection. Right? And they learn to live with condemnation. And what's missing is they have not what you've got, praise and recognition in your family. They were born and live in a life of abuse. They live with fights and never know what you know, peace. They experience neglect, and so they're insensitive to love. And they have no idea what encouragement means. 
These people, young kids, or whatever they are, are bullied. They were uncared for. They learned to hate themselves. And they have no confidence like you have. And the whole idea is to tear you down. Bring you down. You know crabs? You know crab are like? Crabs said, you are going to get out of here. I'm going to keep you back. Bring you back down. Called a crab mentality. A crab always pull another crab down. And kids behave like crabs. Pulling you down, 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 down to the depths of hell. That's where they want you to go. They learn to live with shame, and that makes them hate everybody else, the anti people. Their people's skills are zero, and they long to have what you have approval. They are living in a life of disconnect, they're not connected. So they envy your cohesion with your mom and dad. I see you walking with your mom and dad in the store holding hands. They never hold my hands. But my dad said they love you. They never heard those words. And so they hate you. And the whole idea is to beat out of you, to bring you down to their level. And you've got to realize that, kid, that's what they're trying to do. And so they don't know what truth is because nobody ever told them what truth is. Bullies have learned to be intolerant of people and their rights. And they feel most of the responsibility for their acts. And so, to Act fair. They're not going to act fair. They're unjust. They're lawless. Lawlessness, right? Men act with inequality. Give me that! All right. Is that right? Put away your talk. In some state, you can't ride your motorcycle some places. They'll take it from you. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? They hijack your car and want your car. Well, no structure. They're always on their own, lonely, and they hate your security. Oh, come on. Let's, let's, let's go next door. Well, i got to ask my mom first. Well, I don't, I don't have to. But I have to. Well, come on, man. You're, you, you're a sniff. Now, you, know, you know what names they call them? I don't know all the names they use on you guys. But you guys know those names. It makes you feel small. Try to get you an act of rebellion. But you know their secure structure. They live with failures. And so, they're falling off the wagon. They have no hope. And you come to church with, I mean, to, to school with confidence. But guess what? Last week, my dad took me out. My mom took me out. They're mad at that because I never get taken out. So I'm going to beat out of you. It happens all the time. All the time. And so they're not at peace with themselves, and they can't be at peace with you or others or God. Happy ends, everybody. Bullies hate authority. They're always fighting, competing, contending, and condemning. That's what bullies are. Hey right, guys, remember in the classroom. The first day you walk in school, what happened? Some guy spots you and pick you up. That's an easy target. Mark you. When he gets you. Your first day at school? Just you know. <laughs> No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that school. Guess what? You can't run from every school. 
At some point, you got to step and take a stand. Now, I know it's dogs. The dogs I know. They chase you. If I run, they run up to me. If I stop, you stop. And the more you run, is the more they chase you. Hello. See, they don't have a spiritual life. They don't know who God is. They've never heard about God before. Most kids have never been to church. Never been. So they don't know the Ten Commandments. And you're governed by the Ten Commandments. It's in your heart. What's in their heart? Everything but God's Word. Hello? And so missing in their home is the sanctity of life. The sanctity of relationship. They have no vertical linkage with God. They have no horizontal relationship with their neighbors. And definitely with themselves, they're not at peace. Self-hate. Look, they tattoo themselves. Paint their hair different colors. It doesn't even mask their skin. It may look weird. Animals don't do that. Peacocks don't do that. Do peacocks do that? Do the dove does that? One is saying, I want to be a different color and dive into green coloring. Do they do that? No. Yet they do that. And so they, 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 they bluff you and say, you're just a weirdo. They got names for you guys. We don't dress like they do. Because your pants is not oversized ten times and the crutch dragging to the bottom of the floor. They think you're not you're not normal. Because you're normal, they're not normal. You got no rings in your nose, you're not a bull. You're not gonna pierce your body. So you're not normal, you're a drop out. No, they're a drop out, you're okay. The only thing we stape is paper. Guys, it was the paper. Am I making sense here? The future bullies if there's no change in that boy or girl that is bothering you, is crying. And grow up and do the same thing. Substance abuse. Become lawbreakers. And end up with dysfunctional relationship. Think about it. Violence. Things in motion stay in motion. Once a bully, always a bully. And then somebody get in there and change that. Can we help a bully? Well, if we can get to them. But their family think church is abnormal. And ACDC rock music is okay. Rap music that curse women on the man authority, that's okay. But to play a gospel hymn, you're weird. To read the Bible that says, love your neighbor as yourself, that's stupid. Huh? But to read Avatar that puts spell on people, that's great. Now, who's weird? You or them? So why are you at school worried when you don't join their group? And they isolate you. Let me tell you, mongrels are a whole lot more than thoroughbred. You want to be a mongrel? No. You want to be a thoroughbred. You can't copy a thoroughbred. Mongrels come easy. And so your family is trying to make you special and keep you there special. So you don't come and say, well, I'm a Christian and I want to be one. What, do you want to become a jerk? 
a weirdo? A spellic, a muskrat? A skunk? What's wrong with some perfume on you? Girls, what's wrong with you in a dress? And boys, take that dress up. Put a pants on. You're not worried having your hair cut like a man. Somebody gonna wish you had it. Let's uh-huh. start falling off. Now look at this, folks. Kids, look, listen to me. Look at me. To have a bully, they have to have caught it with a spiritual being that's greater than their parents and themselves. That's God. They need to be at peace with God. They need to be at peace. Socialism with themselves and respect the dignity and the rights of others. That's not your space. That's not your ball. That's not your belonging. Don't trespass against your neighbor. Huh? What if parents see delinquency happen and do nothing about it? Think of their approval. It's a silence is an approval. Well, there's no correction. Relational? Right? Somebody got to rewrite the script to some guys. You are not the only person on the planet. Everybody have a right to exist. And you're not God. And the fourth thing is self-love. Okay, suicide is never an accident. It's a choice. And you kids have a choice to copy those what you see or follow the, 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 the structure your parents gave you and the direction God's Word points you to. If you want to go to prison, that's fine. If you want to go to the palace, it's up to you. You go to school not to make friends. You go to school to get knowledge so when you get older you can have a know-how to make money. So it doesn't matter who don't like you. The question is, are you passing your grade? It's not whether you're on the football team or not. We don't say that for a football team. We say that to learn science, hello, social skills, that when you get of age, you're not unemployed or a dropout or a skin row. Know why you go to school. Not to sell marijuana and get a quick fix of money. You'll die quick too. <laughs> you need to learn spiritually how to love your neighbor as yourself. You need to learn these golden rules, do unto others as I've done to you. And live and let others live. Parents, invest that time. Insulate these children against this present world. It's perilous and perishing. They didn't come to this world to fall down. Now, live by the golden rule. Some folks don't know what that rule is. I think a rule means by the golden rude. I said golden rule. Folks, your kids are about to go on a vacation pretty soon. But for you, it's also a time for vocational training. You can sit on your children. 
and spend a time with them that others don't do. Invest dollars into them. I call this bullying. You're an easy target. You know why you're an easy target? Because you're innocent. You're innocent. Looking at you, no agenda of fear. I can risk in a way to make people be afraid of me. And I can risk in a way to make me become welcome. And the more weirder you look, the more people avoid you. You're less, less accommodating. And so, when you don't dress that part, you know what happened? You're an easy target for scapegoating. But remember this. You don't have to be bullied by these cycles of bullying. Look at this. Cycles of bullying. I draw this target here, folks. Look at it. When you go to school t- next week, I guarantee you kids are sizing you up. Always sizing you up. I can beat him. I can beat her. I can make her da 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 da. Or I can score on so and so. I mean, sexual immorality. I'm talking about. This is circle here. Bullying bring to you physical abuse. They want to mock you. On the playground, they bring abuse. In the classroom, they want to abuse you. They laugh at you and bring much abuse. And all of these going to affect you. And they're affecting you right now. You're not saying it, but they are. And parents, you should know when your kids are changing mentally, socially, psychologically, you should see the changes and do something about it. It's your job to probe. It's your job, it's your house, it's your roof to control what goes on in their bedroom, in their drawer, on their iPod, because they're cyber-bullying. I know a family in England, she's now mentally almost retarded. Got involved with a cultic group, and she is involved with demonism, and they can't get this demon out of this girl. A good girl, a church girl, got mixed up with the wrong crowd, and she lost it. I mean, literally lost it. She still hasn't been normal since. She's mentally messed up. I see one the other day. Before your father passed away, he was normal. He went to one meeting and came back mentally, mentally messed up. It don't take long to turn into a vegetable. And sometimes your parents should take you on these floors and show your kids like your age. And you grew up with a whole bunch of them. Weird. Scared to death. Mama, don't take me there. But guess what? They were normal like you one time. Sometimes your first entry is your last time. And most of the things you're offered today is the gateway to continual sorrows. And you need to listen to us, Kevin. I'm telling you the truth. And look, folks. They look at your race and criticize it. Your body shape, they criticize it. Your age, they criticize it. Your shape, your looks, and because you're different. Do you have to apologize for your race? Your body shape, your age, your and your because you're shy? Do you have to apologize? No! You say, I am what I am by the grace of God. What's your problem? I'm proud to be me. And guess what? God made one of me and threw the mole away. 
I have no competition. You'll never see another me. Folks, clap your hands, support me. You have to support me. You wish to God everybody you meet at school, the playground, would be a buddy and not a bully. And so I put this acronym, this word, folks, look at me, called STOP. STOP mean, and I create this word, mean support the other person. Your life should be one of supportive. Now, I open this church. At no time, any of you bully each other. If you do it, you cease to be a child of God. You act like a child of the devil. I don't care what your age is. You can't isolate a person because of their age, or their race, or their body shape. You're not God. All things, bright and beautiful, all creatures, great and small, all things, God made them all. And you have no business to underestimate what God elevated. You can make your nose, your eyes, your teeth, and all that stuff. No. Even your accent. That's your your prerogative. You don't make fun of people because they speak differently. Or they got physical challenge. There goes you if that had been for God. Now, look at this. Stop also means, S stands for start, T for think. Amen? Thinking of people. Now, Stop the bullying and what? Bullying is a misuse term for meeting new acquaintance. Now, folks, I'm not done, but I'll give some stuff here tonight. I thank my friend Jim for helping me top this thing up today. First gift to every child. Now, folks, I know it's going to be late, but it's, I have no kids to worry about. But you better spend the time with me and let the kid know that what I'm talking about tonight is valuable and we're spending time listening to. You don't want to end up talking to your kids between iron bars. Folks, have you ever said? You don't want to listen to your kids between some wall with iron bars between you and them. And you don't want to visit your kids on, uh, you know, on the emergency ward because they OD. So take the time with me tonight. Give me that time. Forget all the plans you got. And let's talk about this for a moment. Let me walk you through this. Because the Lord tend to tell you, you as parents must get together and first talk about this thing. And then bring your kids in that discussion and go through line upon line and precept upon precept and make sure it gets in their heart because I'm giving you the keys to overcome bullying. I got more to give out here. Who don't have? Who has got any? There's more. I want everybody to have one. Now, I want to tell you this right now. I don't have to do what I'm doing tonight. And I have no kid to lament over like, like David did in love and cried for his son. Abner, Abner, my son. 
I would to God I died for you. Raising Abner shall talk to you about his behavior. Now, church, I'm talking to the kids, not as one that practices bullying, but one that's being bullied. And this here written to you tonight. Kids, follow me. You can. Because I watch you on your video game, your cyber games. I watch you very diligent you are going through those things. Now I want you to read along with me, kids. I want you to read with me. So start right now. Open the first page. Page two. I'm going to point some things out. It's called your survival kit. It's based on the Bible. There's A, B, C, D, E, F. Bullying comes from the scope of bullying, the mind of a bully, types of bullying, cycles of bullying, and their victims. You. Now, you and your parents must sit down and go through this. I can't do tonight. I give you some scriptures on each page, just about. I show some strange faces. And also some scriptures that God gave you that says, Genesis 51, And these, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not. I'm thy shield and thy great reward. Kids need to know this. You're not at school by yourself. God is there shielding you. We could go to bed tonight. I, I, I hope to God you listen to me. Parents, this is compulsory. Put the video game down and put this in their heart that they're going to survive. Page 3. The impact of the victims. Kids, this is what they want to do to you. Look at section G. They want you to hate yourself. They want you to suffer academically, drop out. They want you free going to school. They want you, uh, by constant mistreatment, devalue your self-worth and self-drive. And many of you feel that way right now. You don't like the school you're going to. It's not because school's not teaching you, because you can't cope with the social environment. Be honest. But look at Deuteronomy 6. The Bible says, I'm giving the word of God. 31 6 says, Be strong. Give the good courage. Fear not. Not be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. In other words, you're not going through it alone. So the solution to being pushed and shoved and being forced in the air that's not right, be a David. Goliath, I'm not afraid of your size. The Hebrew boy said, that fire don't scare me. And they were courageous. Show no sign of fear when you're being challenged. Don't run away, they'll chase you. Stand firm. Let God prove that He's there with you. Ignore the idle threats. Be a leader. Don't be afraid of their faces. And then choose your friends wisely. Now I can't go through all that with you. 
but avoid those who are involved in what? Frequent fights. So, look. Say, so friends, the guys that got me. Say, so guys, you're not choosing me. I choose you. And if I don't choose you, I don't care if you don't want me. I don't choose you either. Draw your own circle. Don't try to fit into their circle. If you're a leader, you don't fit their circle. They fit your circle. Either you go down to their level, kids, watch me, kids, watch me. Either you go down to their level in the ditch and the mud with the skunks, or you bring them up to where the eagles are. The ladder of success. You see, the only way to overcome fear and intimidation is to be courageous. To know who you are. Like Jesus said, I know where I came from. And I know where I am. And I know where I'm going. I don't care what the devil thinks. Kids, is this good? Sure it is. Alright? The solution for victims. Don't be afraid. Listen to this one here. Don't listen to their lies about you. Praise 3. Solution for victims. Where's my following here? For, for B. Don't listen to their lies about you. They said, well, you're stupid. That's just an opinion. That rocked me one bit. Only if my mom said that will I be hurt. Only if my dad said that I'll be hurt. Hello? I'm going to stand that. If your mom and dad don't feel way about you, it's not true. So why are you upset? That's not what mommy told you. So why do you care what they told you? Come on now. Why would you care? And always be happy. Never give in to their demands. You know. How can I do this thing against God and my parents? I won't do that. Job said that. Okay, page four. Parents, is this all right? Kung fu and karate won't help you. It'll put you behind bars. And give you a crime <laughs> record that will hinder your job and stop you from traveling around the world. But when you fight this, this way, with confidence and courage and character, it's the content of your character that makes you the winner. On page 4, refuse to be fearful, insecure, anxious, oversensitive. Don't forget when school's over, you're going home. You're only there for what? Four, five hours, six hours. Then you go home. That's not your home. It's the beating bed there. <laughs> huh? So after the time is up, you're going home. When I go to work and the place stinks, I don't worry about it. I know why I'm going home. I'm going to wash off all that. I go where I'm loved and cared for. Hello? Have a positive self-image. You've got to be positive, guys. Now, parents, if your kids come to you with negative self-worth, take them back to this. Quit hugging them and say, well, poor thing. Stop that. Give up that nonsense. Push that bar aside and say, boy, be a man. 
stand up. What's right? What did that teach you to do? Throw it away. You got shot with arrows. Hello? I'm not going to advocate this, but some parents in the past I know do this. Well, mom, they beat me up. Mom said, I'm going to give you another whipping, too. Why? Because they let them whip you. They whip you, too. Why, mom? Because you let them whip you. That's not what I taught you. <laughs> now you see why I have no kids. <laughs> have self-worth. Pierce, when your kids come and tell they, they stood up for what's right, celebrate. Your boy's into a sissy. And your girl's a pansy or a patsy. Tim to the situation. Think positive. Your family believes in you. What's wrong with you? Who care what they think? You know what? On earth, kids, nobody believes in Jesus. You know what said? My father loves me. <laughs> I don't care what you think. My, my mama loves me. Hello? Think about the lovely things that's in your life. Focus on your achievement, not the bullies ridiculed. When you come tonight from school, don't focus on what you did to your school tonight. Focus on your homework. Where is your mind? Get your mind on your subject. Some kids, you know, even even workplace does it too. They come home and worry about what the guy did to my school. Forget it. Look, he's not even in your house but affecting you in your house. Because you brought that home. When you left school, you left that jerk out of there. Come home with a different attitude. Hello? I'm going home where I'm loved. I'm cared for. Hello? All right? Think positively. Be a leader. Okay, page five. Rushing through here. Act wisely. Know this about the bullies. Now, folks, let me tell you about the bullies. I don't care who the bullies are, male or female. Here's what their problems are. Every bully I know of, they're mentally sick. They're physically weak. They're corrupt, morally in character. They are dead spiritually. They're misfit socially. And they're a victim at home. And they need your prayer and your pity and forgiveness. They sure don't need your fist. And you know what? Wise Hunter says, ain't going to waste a bullet on that skunk. I'll use my bullet on a trophy. On a skunk? Cool. Look, if you fight a bully, you know what you're doing? You are getting all messed up with a skunk. Chemical warfare. I said, guy, I ain't going to tangle myself with you. That's filth. That's filth. I ain't going to ring with you, with you. Oh, no way. 
I'm not scared of you. I just don't want to smell like a skull. Okay, the story. Bear and a skunk had a little conflict. And the bear said, I can stomp you to death. I can stomp you to death. And the skunk said, Oh, yes, you could. And no doubt you'll win the battle, but I'll win the war. Because when it's all over, you're going to wish you had not tangled with me. Friend, just once he raised that hatch, chemical warfare comes out. Friend, that bear, no doubt will kill him, but the scent will not die for a long time. Think about it. Can you identify the family they're from? It's not just on their family that this guy's bullying you. You know why? Here's why. Eight reasons why you shouldn't bother. You try to do it. Because even if your parents try to tell them, they won't, they won't listen. They're chaotic, disengaged, disconnected. They're permissive. They're dysfunctional. The parents are abusive too. The family violence in the home. And certainly they're racist. So, how do I know who a bully is? Anybody who says it to harm you without a reason. Anybody who teases you. Intimidates you. Anger the provocation. And the word it goes on, insults you with dirty words. Why? What have I done? Or incentive to feel others. But God said, tell you in his word, no weapon formed against you shall what? Prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. So my own advice to you is, I can't give you any other weapon but the Word of God. And a good character in your, con- in your, in, 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 in your conscience. Amen? Now before we close tonight, you need to get part two. Say to God, please, I'm depending on you to spare these kids being vulnerable. They need to understand their bully is at school and that and will be at work. You have to face what works. Don't run. Face it. Like temptation of folks who I'm going to leave Mary Marion, go to New York and live there. And guess what? That was there too. Geographer don't stop him. You, got, you know what they're saying to you guys? Defeat me or serve me. Hello. Jesus Christ defeated the world without killing anybody. He shed his own blood. Now, folks, there's definition of a bully, a person who hurts, frightens, tyrannizes those who are smaller or weaker. If your kids are acting as a thug, stop him. Stop her. Don't let it happen. Do something about it. Parents were bullies, raised kids were bullies. You have no guidance, they're lawless. Raised by TV, video games. I want to say to you kids, I feel sorry for you guys who are so caught up. The devil's going to tell you, I've got your mind, I've got your conscience, I've got your heart, 
I got the 24 sevens. You kids in this church, you got your mind all messed up. You don't know that it's called subliminal messages. Those video games you're playing, it's 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 weird. It's witchcraft. It's crime. It's murder. It's death. Why would parents ever buy those games for kids? I don't understand that. You're pre-programming your kids. Your kids are 24-7 watching those things. It's got to affect them. My eyes affect my heart. What your kids watching? They're playing it back in the States, serial killers. They're dressed like Rambo. What are they doing? Most marriages break up based on the soaps. Those that are your soap for us to get clean. Not to break up my marriage. Boy, I lost you now. Some of those kids were never breastfed. So they know nothing about attachment. No affection. So they can kill and not feel better. Look how many RCMP got killed. Where it came from? How did how did it come that way? The growth process for bullies, they're raised by video games. And they live by a survival of the fittest. And they're created with rejection. And they hate society. They're anti-establishment. They're psychopaths. As small as you see that God says, in the heart of a child, foolishness is what? Bound up. you got to unravel it. I see kids punish parents all the time. I've seen kids kick parents. I mean, two-year-old, three-year-olds. Curse them. In airports. Elsewhere. And they do it. No nurturing. All right. Listen to me now, folks. The life of a bully is they feel entitled. I have a right to take what you have. <laughs> I have a right to cross the line. <laughs> and to think about it. The rights of others are not respected. They deviant so, so, sociologically, so they take drugs, alcohol, and crime. No respect for authority. Thank God your kids not on, on booze or cigarettes. I hope. For one family about your kid being in that situation. No, Pastor, you're right on that. Well, the kid admitted to me he did. Parents, you need discernment. Pay attention. We now are a worry later. <laughs> All right? They're angry at everybody. Page 8 and 9. Look at it. Church. Their history of spirituality is none. Most kids will tell you, I've never been to church since I was born. Don't know what God is. Never read the Bible. Don't know who the Bible is. See, them might just write. Law of the Jungle. Avatar and Ghost and all the Word of movies. Vincent Price, etc. And they have deprivation intellectually. They can't read anymore. They can't write anymore. They're indulging things that are not non-productive. Society is more violent and more perilous. Why? They're involved in fights, crime, gang, defiance. Amen. They hate one another. They hate school. They hate grades. They hate education. They want everything easy and free. No challenge. And guess what? Parents give it to them. 
are going to correct them. And now government is supporting them too. They can do adult crime and never do adult time. They can't print their age and their name. The paper, they're covering up. Now in heaven, they're sitting there exposed. Hello? Their mental state, aggressive. Remember about bullies? Remember about bullies, folks? Is there all kids like this? No. Bullies are like this. Bullies. Bullies are oppositional, defiant, aggressive. They're probably with rules and authority. They're insensitive to other people's feelings. They have inordinate affection, the thing they love. It's an amazing anything but humanity. And they're filled with frequent physical and verbal violence against people they don't even know. And the more they take these illegal drugs, the worse they get. Taxpayers are pay for it. Well, you can't tell me what to do, but yeah, we can get drunk and almost sick and die. We've got to pay for it. We should have a say. But the way to catch this now, what I'm trying to tell you kids why you're facing those bullies. I don't know if you catch it right now, but you will later on. Why do they bully? You. They have no self worth. They have developmental issue that comes in their adult wood. No supervision. They're affected, disordered. They're juvenile delinquent. No home support. They're bullied at home. Their home is disengaged. They're chaotic. And they have a complex. They self hate and they hate everybody around them. Low self esteem. So, I give you on page 9. This is where the parents and the kids have to role play this. This is called for role play. Church, you have to role play this with your kids. Don't just read it. Role play it. Demand they follow you. Or withhold rewards. First of all, Peter says, and who is that will hurt, harm you if you be cause of that which is good? There's a word of God there for you. Now, church, our prayer flip did this for you. And Jen helped me type this today because I feel a sense of urgency here. I talked to Prince before, like you guys, who ignored me. And today, I'm sure they wish to listen to me. Someone started calling me on the phone, knowing that I was right after they grew up and realized it. That after all, the pastor wasn't that stupid. He was on the right track. But it's too late. Ask God this. God. Grant your child, my child, serenity to accept the things he or she cannot change, such as bullying. God, but give us the courage to change the things he or she can change, such as my response to bullies. And Lord, give my child the wisdom to know the difference between the two. The life of a bully and the life of your child. You're not the same. One the children of the Lord, one of the devil. That's all there is to it. So, let me give you an example here. A quick example, role play. Let's assume. Okay? Come here, Aaliyah. Come here, baby. Come here. Grab a microphone. Come with those shoes, okay? You're on the holy ground. Quick. Give her a microphone to somebody, quick. Give her a microphone. You have to act up with me. Alright? I know you're a pretty face, but I want you to make an ugly face. Alright? Give her a book you can read with me. 
Oh, you raise with me, okay? You, you're going to play this part, and I'm going to act. I'm going to tell you how to respond, right? Okay? All right. Here's she now. Make an ugly face at me. <laughs> That's it. That's ugly. I love that. Okay? I'm going to act like I'm blind. Go on, make this at me. All right, let's go at this. Flip her out. Why I gotta just stare at her like this? Go on, make faces at me. I'm, I don't see anything. Until I give her a fearful response, what have I just done? I egg her on to what? Do it more. Is that right? So I'm saying here. She's making other faces at me. She's acting as a bully. And my response is, act as if I'm blind to what she's doing. Okay? Number two. Now, say a word to me. Say, hello. Say, please go say it. Say hello. Hello. All right? That's not a bad word. But let's just say a bad word about me. My response should be, act as if I was dead. Say, man. Hey, ugly! Hey, she I'm talking to! I'm looking away. Can't you hear me? I'm looking away. I understand that. That does not incite more. It has to diminish for lack of interest. You understand that? Kids, you understand that? Thank you. She's shy. I can tell that. Now, look at this, folks. Take the idea. Attack you. If a bully attacks you, point five, physically, your response should be report it to the authority and your parents. Don't go into a gung fu operation or karate. You might hit the kid and he die on you. Hello? And now you're charged with a crime. And you didn't start it, but you ended it fatally. So I can't give advice to hit people or to get guns and hit people. Let them assemble. They bully you on the phone. Well, your response would be, hang up. Or, number eight, they isolate you. Your response would be, they're not worth my company anyhow. So I say, well, they don't want me to be their friend. All right, let's see. Naraya's trying to bully me right now. I'm going to ignore her. <laughs> She's looking at me. She wants to come? Bring her up. Bring her up here. All right. She wants to gossip against me. Here's Naraya, the baby here. Two-year-old. I want. Give her a hand clap. 
Okay. Now, respond to a bully, right, with high self-love, self-worth, and self-esteem. Right? Look at this. Give no place to the devil. Resist with love. So here you are now. Here you are different from the bully. Right? You are loved by your family. They're not loved. You're from a structured home. They're not from a structured home. From a chaotic home. Next page over on page 10. There's an example. Section G. Send a message to your bullies. Hey, you don't scare me. Why? Because I will defend myself. You don't discourage me. Why? Because I have self-confidence. You don't control my life. Why not? You're not my parents or my God. You guys listen to me, kids? Parents, please fill the gap in because I'm losing the interest right now. I'm late for them. I know that. You can't make me hate school. Why not? Because I'm at school to learn, not to make you my friend. I see men quit because of him. Me, I stayed there and torment him. He wish I would go away, and I wouldn't go away. The more he went, want me to go away, the more I stay. I stay, and just I got nothing's happening. And all the all the words he passed didn't bother me because I still get my paycheck. I was there for a paycheck, not to be an audience to him. Hello? In the workplace, you have to survive. And sometimes, teachers can be a bully. Ooh. And you know, I just don't like this when parents have the guts and the gall like Ephraim to tell a Sunday school teacher off when they came to talk to a kindergarten teacher. Sometimes I wish God would spank that parent. You got the gall to tell your own saints how we can't talk to the world. Go treat like you treat us. Go there and, and push your chest out like you always do. Go ahead. Well, they don't. We're going to tell each other off right here. It's wrong. All right? Parents, know when your child is being bullied by the teachers. It does happen. There's some of these days where the kids are godly. And don't go along with this new new morality that's going around. I will sit in their movies. Are they going to stand for standards? That's what I like about Muslims. They they got stand and they're not afraid of it. And you bother them, they'll make it get pretty violent too. Hello. And you know what we do? Canadians bow to it. But they harass Christians. The Canadian schools harass Christians and submit to Muslims. You know it's true. The Christian thing, I stand at the church, their school says, I want to read the Bible. You can't read it here. And I go tomorrow, I want to read the Koran. Don't let me read because that scared my man blow up. It's true. Is that true or not? Sure, it's true. They, wait, they wear anything they want to. Jim, it doesn't matter where it goes. It goes along. And, and, I, and I respect their stand for what they believe. And they stand till they get their rights. But we Christians, we're too wimpy to stand. All right? Teach your child or overcome and not be a victim. I didn't say stand, folks. Sit down, please. You misread what I said. 
I don't even want to go. Size of bully. I said, take a stand. Mr. Skills on trial now. Okay, since you want to stand, stand up. Let's all stand, folks. Let's all stand. I think you get the message here. <laughs> Warning to parents. Be informed and get what? Involved. Sometimes teachers practice racism. They use biting sarcasm with the kids. Or they scream at your child. Or they threaten your child. Or accuse your kid of ADHD. It's an easy scapegoat stereotyping. Oh, your kid got ADHD, you know? Go to the funny farm. Nothing wrong with that kid, he's just happy. And he's bored because he's way ahead of the class. Mmm. I see your teachers looking at me. They'll throw stones at me, your teachers. Most times it's a mistress of power by the teacher. Being too authoritarian. I'd rather a teacher be authoritative than an authoritarian. When they're authoritarian, they're disparaging beyond that which would be deemed reasonable correction or disciplinary protective. Or the stereotype based on prejudice and biases. And I find some teachers stereotype your child, single them out for tirades, and teachers are out to intimidate your kid. Do something about it. Go visit them. You pay your tax dollar. You're paying their wages. You have a right to say something. In the curriculum, say something. Others are. Oh, pretty quiet now, Lord. Are these teachers here intimidating you guys? I can see that. Lord of mercy. Warn to parents. Be informed and get involved about your child being bullied. Get involved. Pay attention. They should not bear the cross alone. Bear with them. Don't go and tell your teachers before your child. Don't do that. Don't teach your kids disrespect for the teacher and authority. Don't you ever do that. Be courteous, but be firm. Stand with the rules. Amen. And if you don't like what's happening, you, know, you can vote. The power of your vote will make a difference in the school system. Is that right? Yes, right. But don't pick up arms and go fight. Hello? Keep your kids away from being super sensitive, socially misfit, having anxiety attacks, passivity, or depressiveness, like suicide and mental health and all that. We're going to a place to teach about, again, suicide. And I've been to that similar setting before, and I see what those kids are going through, and I tell you, it's, it's rotten. They ask for permission to take those kids to Edmonton and show them there's life beyond where they were. They were scared of the lights. They were scared of the, of the traffic. They've never seen it before. I thought, this is a shame in a so-called first world country. This should never happen. But you know what happened? The homes have no power, no authority. Roles of the school in bullying. We can't, we can't go past this, folks. Look at it. Come on, folks. Sit with me. What's it? Number one is what? Number three says what? Number five says what? Number seven says what? And number eight says what? Am I correct?
I don't need to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist to teach you all this. God wants me to teach it to you. Thank you, sister. I got two over here. I agree with me. The rest of you, what are you doing? Put your book and I say, hey, man, clap your hands. Your skills should provide positive support for those who are bullied. And dialogue with teachers and parents together as a family. Be on the same page about how to cope and deal with bullying and stop the bully from bullying others and stop the victim from being a victim. Right? Well, the church is a part to play to. Hello? The church should support parents. Right? And kids were bullied or kids were bullying. Talk to them about it. Teach the Beatitude, the Ten Commandments, and reach out to community kids and have Sunday school role play. Role play this. Your Sunday school teaching should be role playing good character, good values, good integrity, so the kids can survive their tomorrow's future. Yes, there are. Tomorrow's future is in your hand, folks. All right? The workplace is bullying also. On your workplace, you don't have to put up with that mess that boss is treating you. Amen. Amen. Psalm 710 says, My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in the heart. You were there for a job, not for popularity contest. You don't leave your values at home when you go to work. And your kids don't leave God behind when you go to school. Oh, Lord. What a stiff time. I'm surviving. Don't tell me it's too late. I'm right. It's too late when they're in jail, when they're in prison, when they're suicidal. Traits. Now, there's ten traits of bullying in the workplace. Obnoxious attitude. Systemic racism. Prejudices. Manipulative and controlling, and this goes on. Slippery, slimy, alien behavior of bosses to court you on their team. And some of you don't do what they want, they ostracize you. But in reality, they're violating the rules. Well, they want you to go along with them, or they, they, they excommunicate you. Well, on the plan side, for that first go there, they want me to do certain things. I said, No. After that time, oh, they changed towards me. But you know, my dad, when he was teaching alive, he went to one home to teach Bible study, and they invited him for dinner another time, and they spread the table real nice, but they asked him a question about another leader who was a Trinitarian, and said, Is he saved? Well, my dad said, As he'll be Acts 2.38. They said, No. So I said, Okay. And they picked up the plate, the knife, and the fork. And the invitation was over. <laughs> well, if your God's not your bell, it's okay. But in closing, folks, conclusion. It all starts in the homes. The values, the structure, the authority. And your children should not be a victim, they should be a victor. Right? Amen? And so you can't, your children, like Moses, will make a decision. Not to be corrupted by Egypt. Take kids, put on the whole armor of God. And parents, those video games that those kids have, 
you are responsible for censoring it. Until they're 18, you are responsible for what they read, what they write, what they put on. You are liable, and you're going to answer to God for them. So if you give in to their pressure, it's not going to help you with God, we said before them. They belong to God. They're alone to you. Don't raise them on video. Raise them on your knees. Amen? When they're young, they carry them. When they're old, you bow your knees and pray for them. It's called the knee college. School of hard, hard knocks. Hello? This is one of the best verses I've ever had. The saints say, Amen, Amen, quietly. Kids can be mean spirited, hurtful, destructive, and ugly. So put on the whole armor of God. Right? There. Same as one on the board. My sister did a good job drawing that. I taught her real well. I guess she would say I did intimidate her. That's why she did it. But you are an easy target. That's history. No more. Kids, say with me. No more. Will I be bullied? I will not stand for it. I will not let them do it to me. I'm special. I'm of God. And they're not. I know who I am. I know who put me here. I know who I'm serving. I'm serving God. I'm special. I'm special. You can't tease me enough. Make me feel sad. Say, I'm beautiful. I'm great. I'm powerful. I'm blessed. I'm important. Jesus loves me. Clap your to Jesus. All right. Now, folks, saints of God, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask when I'm blessing babies. Do you parents accept the responsibility to protect your child and children from being bullied by applying the keys against bullying? Said I do. Oh, so you didn't say anything. I do or I do not. Which is I do. I can't hear you folks. Shout at me. Your kids can't hear you. I want you to scream like you do at home at the kids. That's how more I can.